0: Welcome to Cursed, a bi-weekly podcast that investigates the liminal spaces, from everyday witchcraft to the haunted and the phantasmic. Hang out with us as we explore our personal experiences with the unknown and celebrate our craft.
1: So this is episode 21
0: are we at 21
1: now yeah damn <laughs> uh 21 main episodes and then got like five hex files couple bonus stuff so i mean who knew we would be doing it this long no um <laughs> no we'll go on a um we're going on a year in september yeah so we've got a couple months um
2: we gotta but, plan some big stuff in yeah. September.
1: <laughs> Hopefully by then, um people will wear your goddamn masks.
2: Please. And
1: um we'll have be able to have like a live meetup like locally, maybe. That would be fun. Yeah. Um we need to do another live stream. Maybe after this we'll do one. That'd be fun. Um but we're back after COVID and um doing our um blackout episode. Mm-hmm. So and then missing a week due to sickness, like but this is like we're going to come back and talk about familiars, which we've been like teasing since day one. And everybody's like, when are you going to, when are you going to talk about it? And it's <laughs> like at some point we have to get people hooked first.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but this is, it. this is going to be familiars. Part one, there's going to be more. Um, we want to do like a history and an introduction of familiars, mm-hmm. finish this up with like, maybe how you can reach out, connect with the that are around you or find one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then part two, we'll get more into like working in depth. Um, after you guys all meet your familiars and stuff, we'll go in depth about like <laughs> how to um, utilize them. And um, so what well, we want to do, patron shout outs, because yeah. it's that time of month. Um, in our haints, we have Tori, Tamara, Rachel, the Pickety Witch, Corian <laughs> Lane of New World Witchery, Alyssa, Joanne, Aaron, Melissa D, Cindy Brandon of Keeping Her Keys, Dakota, Chris of Pagan Ironworks, Starfriend, Ashley... Amanda, Mary, Allison, and Aura.
2: All right,
0: and our poltergeists are Temple, Luna, Melissa S, Heather, Aviel, Jessica, Sydney, Tiffany, Stephen, Zach, Katie, the church groom, Lilith, Renee, Stephanie, Emily, Jen, and Nessie.
1: And then we got Brett, Phaelyan, yeah. and Brett. Um, <laughs> so we thank you guys for your support uh, again. We're coming at the end of June. We're going to uh, donate all of June's earnings. We've got a couple more uh, patrons sign up. So we'll get that um, donated and post like proof of that so you know we're not lying.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but uh, so we're still trying to fight the fight. Um, wear your masks at all these protests. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're going out and doing stuff like don't like, wear your masks.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and that has been a public service announcement from us.
0: Yeah. Please wear your masks. Please wash your hands. Wash your goddamn
1: hands. Um, Yeah. Yeah, don't stop washing your hands. All these people were all about washing their hands for so long. And then it's like, did y'all... Don't forget. Yeah. Like, who was not washing their hands before? Why is all the soap gone? (laughs) Um, But, familiars, you have some experience with how many? Familiars.
0: Um... Well, I know I work somewhat with your familiar. Yes. The lovely Ava. And then um, I have a couple of guides, but I'm not even sure I would really call them familiars.
1: Well, because there's... We'll get into it, but you can have... Some guides can turn into familiars, or Mm -hmm. some might take on that role and all that. But um, I have the one. Now, people can have other ones. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people that um, I know that have them typically have one, but then... I don't know. Sometimes they have that little imp style, which Mm -hmm. is like with animals and stuff. So we'll talk about the different types. Why, um, just going and buying a pet Mm
2: -hmm. is not
1: a familiar. Um, but (laughs) so there's all these little different ways and everybody's got different experiences and stuff. So, um, in the notes, they're not as extensive as crickets, but (laughs) a lot of it boils down to personal experience and that's hard to write notes on. Yeah. But, um, there's some resources, um, one of the best books that you can read on it, and it's, like, done by a historian, is Cunning Folk and Familiar Spirits by Emma Wilby. Mm-hmm. And it's basically broken up into, like, two parts, <clears throat> maybe three. The first part is about, like, the British and English idea of familiars. Uh, and then, like, part two goes into, like, like the shaman approach and okay. maybe even, like, the indigenous idea of mm-hmm. spirit guides and What you hear is animal totems and power animals that have -hmm. been super appropriated by like, oh, this is my spirit animal. But it's like, no, these are actual guides for people Mm -hmm. and part of that culture. And so that's just that's something that is what do you call those when they mirror? It's like they're different traditions Mm -hmm. and they happen to apart from each other. But people all over have these working relationships with spirits. Mm-hmm. um that are more than just uh a spirit of a place or a haunting or whatever you want to call it or a specific one that you're going with these are like ongoing relationships with spirits mm-hmm. um and there's many different kinds but kind of the history started um that we know it there was always it was tied to cunning folk and what you would call witches by our definition at this point um never and speaking of Um, But it was one of those things. Speaking
0: of imps. (laughs) Imps.
2: Yes.
1: It was one of those things where um, it was just kind of familiars were understood. And I think they're even like talked about in the Bible as like, don't consult with familiar spirits and blah, blah, blah. Oh, wow. Now, if they if they actually meant the way we take it today, um, I'm not sure. But you can't go back in history without whether it's a cunning person or oh, like everybody seems to have this just idea that like they've always worked with spirits. They, mm-hmm. you know, you've never been like, Oh, when did witches start working with spirits? Like mm-hmm. it's just always been that connection. So, yeah. um, but that book's really good cause it's written and from by like a historian. So it's not, I mean, I've got some good references to some books that uh, I think are good for like one oh one um, what is a familiar? How to start working with familiars? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you'll find, like most witchcraft books,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the information kind of trails off there.
0: Yeah, because it's all personal it gnosis. Just is your first potential like foray and like how to get started, and then there's sort of nothing. Yeah, you know, and because um, it
1: turns into that personal gnosis, like you'll hear people's stories and how they approach it. Mm-hmm. But at that point, once you've made that connection or that relationship, you start working with familiars. It's kind of on you and you're familiar how that relationship builds. There's no yeah. set instructions. There's no do this, do that. Uh, there's some guidelines that are always good to follow. But those are very um, reminiscent of our normal spirit um, rules or guidelines, which is obviously respect them. Yes. My experience is mine. It's mm-hmm. not that's what I wanted to start with. Like, just because that's how I experienced my familiar and our it relationship works. it's the
0: only way. Right.
1: Yeah. And, um, maybe a way that a book knows it or says it, or like the history of it, mm-hmm. you have to do your witchy instinct. You have to trust your gut and you have to trust the stuff that you're seeing. Um, so in the history you've got before, I think, neo-paganism,
2: mm-hmm. the
1: idea of a familiar was always demon, um, spirit, uh, Something other. Mm -hmm. It wasn't... Now, they could take the forms of animals, and I think maybe that's where the... But, yeah, so I think that's where it got conflated with animals, because Mm -hmm. um, when you think of, like, the witch trials Mm -hmm. in Salem, a lot of the uh, accusations involved the witch having a familiar, and it Mm was, we'll check to see her home. Does she have any of the usual suspects, which were, like, frogs, snakes, rats, mice, which all of those things you would find... In yeah. and around somebody's house, oh, if you absolutely. looked hard enough, owls, bats, cats, especially cats, um, <laughs> and black ones. But then, like at at some point, it was um bef- before it got conflated to, oh, a witch that has a pet, that's their familiar.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that's not necessarily the case. Uh, they started out as like supposedly in their idea, and actually, further back, as as long as the as far as the English. British side of things were considered they um tied them to the devil. The mm-hmm. devil's the one that granted you these. And right. um I'm I'm linking an article in the notes um with Matt Oren did with um Robin Artisan.
2: Yes. Um
1: about familiar spirits and he says in there he's like I believe that they're granted by the master um you know and this like you can ask him and you either get them or you don't. And not everybody's going to work with them. But um, there's different viewpoints because some, you know, there's ideas where their familiars are handed down through family bloodlines, mm-hmm. um, generational, like you pass them on, like say maybe you're someone in your family had a familiar mm-hmm. and that spirit felt it was more or they could do both <laughs> was that they could either journey again with them on another life or they could stay behind and work with um the younger generations, uh, oh, wow. and be a protector okay. and guide. And I think that they can work as both. I think that there's 100% reason, like, why wouldn't they be able to do both? They could mm-hmm. still be with that other person in their journey mm-hmm. and check in or have, you know, the guidance and stuff. But
0: Right, because they're on a different plane of existence, so they're not right. <laughs> bound by our laws of physics where, you know? Right. So that makes a lot of sense.
1: So I wanted to, to kind of get that um, history was they were... Seen as like those demons and those spirits um, Mm -hmm. that a witch worked with, and the history of them were okay. So a witch needs a familiar to carry out her devil's plan, the devil's plans for her, Mm -hmm. and he needs to use familiars to like communicate with the witch, and then the Mm -hmm. witch uses that to do things, whether it's steal milk from, you know, uh, their neighbor or all these things that they were accused of. Um, they were also making the
0: cows sick or right yeah
1: and then it was like okay so um a witch could either use their familiar to help take them to the Mm sabbat or they could almost ride or fly as their familiar Mm -hmm. would be their bridge so it's like they didn't risk themselves
0: well true but there's also stories of fetches which are different from familiars where you know the witch is actually taking part of their soul as i understand it and that manifests as a part uh, as an animal usually and sends that to do yeah yeah um
1: and then i i do want to talk about fetches too because i think Mm -hmm. there's a misconception when you get past that okay not just any pet is a familiar Mm -hmm. and then the next thing is a lot of these books talk about how you can meet one or how you can create one now mm-hmm. you can create fetches and we'll get into that um and those are that's shape shifting. but the familiar spirit is its own entity mm-hmm. um some say that they are connected by a soul connection mm-hmm. there's um i guess theories is the right word that this is actually a soul double that this is your part of your soul that is not residing inside of you it's another part of your soul that acts as you're familiar and that kind of gets into the more like i guess metaphysical idea of like yeah um soul bonds and connections um and i can get obviously into more of my personal experiences with like that one meditation i did um where it seemed like i don't know if that was a meeting or someplace in time but it was just crazy and maybe i talked about it when we um, talked about Dreamwork, I think I mentioned it.
0: I think you may have.
1: Um, so I know. That, yeah. I think
0: you mentioned it kind of just briefly. Um, I know we about talked like about seeing the black beaches bit, and stuff. Yeah, of, a little yeah, bit yeah, more Iceland. In depth. Yeah,
1: um, and so that's kind of. I think that's why the church demonized them. Was the idea of familiars were consulting with spirits, and they considered them demons, which the original word "demon" um, spelled with either it's like. Is it it's D E A M O N or D A I M O N. Yes. Off the top of my head. Uh and that just meant like a spirit with knowledge that would like teach and guide. Mm-hmm. Um
0: and that word comes from the Greek, the Latin,
2: right?
1: Right. Okay. And I think it was I'd have to I need to find the actual like meaning of that. But mm-hmm. basically it was, okay, this isn't a higher like angel idea. And some of it like some of the stuff that you read is like, well, angels don't really have free will or three free thought. Whereas these do. And then you have kind of like not a hierarchy, but like layers. Mm -hmm. So um, to kind of like keep it on track, the, the demon, the spirit demon was kind of what they thought of during the witch trials was that it could shape shift and turn into animals. Some of them looked like animals. Some looked like people, some were past um, like a person who had passed Mm -hmm. and that person claimed that they were working with them and helping them and everything so that idea was where i think they kind of got like connected to like i don't know there's still connections to the devil and this idea that they're gifted Mm -hmm. by something else um and i think that carried over into the witch trials but i know like you know when you talk about the witch trials it's like how many of these people were actually witches what was added Mm
2: -hmm. what
1: was embellished what was made up and like you have to be Aware that just because this was said or happened in the witch trials doesn't mean it was what happened, right? Because but these there people is
0: some basis right. there based because they're on also using folklore, the you
1: folklore, know. or they're also using examples. So it's like the people that were were murdered during that were more than likely not witches. Yeah, you can't say, "Well, this person that was murdered as a witch." I want to like, I guess you could work with her, but don't think of those poor people that were unjustly murdered. And I mean, they're, but they weren't witch, like they weren't, but they were using folklore and stuff. But so that's why I think reading that book is helpful to see that like, okay, well the idea of familiars as a demon spirit and a helping spirit didn't start with the witch trials. And it kind of carried through like, I guess that area. But then when you talk about like the idea of like spirit guides and spirit animals and animal totems in like the uh, shamanism idea and doing trance work and being led by something those existed outside of the what was happening in the East. Right. Um, or at least not the Far East, but like, you know, Europe and everywhere. Like that was not what the indigenous people of like North America were doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they had their own stories and their own connections. Yeah. Theirs are brought about by trance and their other personal like, spirits and ancestors and stuff. They're not tied with, oh, the devil as mm-hmm. they know it elsewhere, but I don't think that's wrong. Like, I still think, like, you can certainly have the devil, in our idea of it, and not necessarily the Christian idea of the devil, Right, grant you one, because, you know. But then you can also, um, which I'll get into, I think that Ava is more of a emissary of Hecate that was kind of, like, mm-hmm. given before I even knew why or what or how, and probably... Yeah. A deal that was struck in a previous life um but you know she's she would fall under the category category of a demon familiar
2: mm-hmm.
1: slash spirit 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 familiar <laughs> because um she is a spirit slash entity that was not never human that did not exist as an ancestor was not a you know uh and i've had the extensive talks with this about like alex and stuff too where he's like well maybe she had been a past like family member or friend or something. And it's like, no, she's pretty adamant that that's not, you know, Mm -hmm. there's something older there, even though it's not like this crone idea. It's just, it's been around longer. It's not been. So it's kind of like, that's when you get to all these little parts of like, okay, well, what, at what part is, a familiar, a familiar, and what part is a spirit, a guide, and all mm-hmm. this and that. So, um... which is
0: where <laughs> I'm kind of at right now, too, because the, the gut feeling for me is that I work a lot with, you know, um, be, like being very much an animist, mm-hmm. where I, you know, believe that everything has a has a vibration and a consciousness, and um, has a soul that really should be honored. So, Mm -hmm. um, and for me, one of the, you know, I tend to work a lot with animals and plants and some of the animals that really come to me and work with me a lot are owls, Mm -hmm. um, moths recently, uh, snakes, foxes are a huge one for me. Um, cats have become more common for me too. So, uh, and spiders a lot recently. Um, Yeah,
1: we were talking one time about like what spiders could mean and all this stuff and like how they pop up.
0: So for me, it's like, and the fox tended to come to me the most and I've had some of my most significant experiences with, you know, animal spirits with the fox. But I just, I don't feel like that connection for a familiar is really there. It just like, it's just not, I don't feel that soul tether thing that, you know. Well, that is kind of defining for a familiar, right?
1: Right. Well, so I think there's, there's so, and that's why I was like, okay, there's no way this is going to fit into one part, hmm. one episode, because there's so much to cover, because there's so many different aspects. And I, I want to try to do justice to not overlook, so somebody's not missing an experience or a call or a message. Right. Um, so we can start with the idea of a fetch. Okay. Now, a fetch is, so that was kind of the history. You've heard of witch teats mm-hmm. and how they would look for the devil's mark, and a witch teat was something different. That was how they fed their familiars. Right. Because they said that familiars looked up blood. Now, it's yeah. a very good idea, in my opinion, especially with Ava, to offer blood and mm-hmm. build that connection. But we'll talk about that later when you're actually working with and building that connection. But so you have a fetch, and a fetch is usually like a thought form or a, a creation of the magician. Mm -hmm. Sorcerer, witch, whatever, Mm -hmm. to go and do either a one-time thing or to hang around. But the idea is you're taking, like you said, a part of your energy slash spirit slash soul of yourself, Mm -hmm. and you're creating either a body double Mm -hmm. or a fragment. And you have to be as or almost like a golem. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Um, that's a great that's a great example, right?
1: Um, Where you have to be very direct with its intention because it can go off. This, you know, the idea is it could go off and do whatever, but a fetch you would, a fetch you really want to have control over. Yeah. If you want, if you don't really have a familiar and you want to send something to help carry your spell and guard it and protect it and do something that would stand in as a familiar could do, you could do a fetch and that would kind of be like your, you making this thing to go Handle that task, but the idea your better idea is you don't want. It's not a me seeks from, uh, Rick and Morty, but like the idea is you want to like retrieve that back and reabsorb that after that task is done. Okay. You don't want part of your spirit running around as doing, a fetch. Yeah, do whatever it pleases. <laughs> because if you think about a familiar, whether it's an imp or a daemon or they or fay, which they can be fay, mm-hmm. um, Absolutely. angelic, whatever. These are things with their own will and their own desire and their own um, motives Mm -hmm. and their own like wants and desires. And you're building a friendship with them. A fetch is not that. A fetch is something you made to carry out something. So the idea would be don't let your fetches run around and not reabsorb back in. And I'm sure there's very you could probably Google all the ways to create a fetch Mm -hmm. through meditation or trance or dream work or you know but um so i think a fetch is a useful tool i've never needed to use one Mm
2: -hmm. but
1: so i can't really speak to how to properly make and instruct and create one now i've read some books not the ones i recommend as far as i don't remember they they offer suggestions on how to make your own familiar in that fetch idea Mm. but again you're not It's your intention. It's not something you're working with that has its own mind Mm -hmm. and own thought and free will. It's just you making almost like the idea of flying Mm -hmm. or astral projection or shape-shifting where you're taking a part of your spirit into a form of an animal to go do a task. So like you said, the idea during the witch trials was I'm going to create a fetch and fly Mm -hmm. in that form of an animal. It's not the actual witch, but they're doing like an astral projection slash... You know, so it's like nobody knows I was there because there's a bunch of animals dancing around in the woods Mm -hmm. that were that I created. So I think as far as the fetch goes, it could look like a shadow person. You could make it look like a fox. You could make it look like yourself. You -hmm. could make it look like something different because the idea is you want to disguise it Mm -hmm. so that it's not connected to you. Because let's say that you sent your fetch to go influence somebody in a dream or carry out a spell, Mm -hmm. which is possible. Ava's certainly done that.
2: Yes. Um,
1: you don't want that person to realize that, hey, oh shit, that's so ins- That's Cricket trying to fucking hex me. That looks like her. Like, but if she came as a fox, hell, you could come as whatever you wanted. Yeah. Or just a shadowy I mean, figure. the fox
0: might be kind of obvious. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look um, at my house. <laughs> right.
1: Why is that fox pink, though? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, but so I think that's like kind of the idea. The fetch is more... To me, and I could be wrong, I see the fetch in more of a very, like, occult, like, magician-sorcerer idea of, like, that's just how I've always pictured it.
0: I really liked your description of almost creating a golem, because that's very much how it feels.
1: Like, it feels very- and, like, I remember recently listening to lore- randomly here and there Mm -hmm. um ones that i haven't listened to in years and they were that story about the golem where he was like i forgot to put the sacred paper script on Mm -hmm. him and he started destroying things yeah and um so there's like rules with the fetch as far as like safety and maybe kind of like when we talk with matt about astral projection how he was kind of like well i think a lot of that is fear mongering maybe from the unknown or maybe to kind of stifle stuff Mm -hmm. so i don't think there's anything wrong with Creating a fetch, but like any kind of magical work, be aware of your energy levels, what you're putting out, your intention, be direct and be specific if you're sending out a body double to do your work. Yeah. Um, And I think that's the difference between astral projection and a fetch. Like a fetch is maybe a one-time creation Mm -hmm. and then your body double would be something that you routinely use to go to the astral realm. You don't have to look like yourself. You can disguise yourself. You can... So that's kind of the idea of a fetch. Um, if you guys are interested in the fetch, you can go like look it up. There's plenty of resources on how to make it. Yeah. It could be spells. It could be.
0: Uh, there is a really great book uh, that does talk a little bit about fetches and familiars and the differences between and how to go about creating both and working with both. Um, the Crooked Path by uh, Kelvin Mercury. Yeah. Actually talks about both. Which
1: I've both. not read that yet, but I need to, I've got your copy.
0: Yeah. Um. Sorry about all the highlighting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I think you had mentioned that before about how mm-hmm. Keldon goes into that.
0: Yeah, um, and that was the a, a great way. He really broke it down into okay, this is a familiar, this is a fetch, this is like he broke down everything and how to work with ev- with all of them. And it's it's good information. Uh, it it is very much a beginner starter path, but sometimes you really need that sort of foundation to get started. Um, and then you've got to find ways to build and, and, and trust your own personal noses.
1: I have these books on my Kindle. Mm -hmm. Um, I have physical copies of some, and I think you can get the cunning folk. I think you can find that if you Google it as a free download from like, um, what's one of those sites, the big ones that offer free PDF files. Oh, I
2: don't Um, know.
1: I'll have to look at it, but there's some that are just like available. Okay. Um, and I think I got mine for free just by downloading the PDF and opening it in like my, uh, Apple books app. Nice, so okay. you guys can grab that. Now it's very, it's like a textbook. Like yeah. it's not long, it's 300 some pages, but it's like a textbook written. Like it's a very historical, but I think it's mm-hmm. essential if you really want to get a feel for like a history and like an idea of familiar and how it's connected into other things. Like it's, it's great, mm-hmm. um, to read alongside like some of the one hundred ones and like, um, The Witch's Book of Spirits by Devin Hunter has a good section about where he talks about that. And I love what I think he says either in that book or I've read in one of maybe the articles with Matt or something that he did, but...
0: I think I've also seen there's another book. I think it's by is it Raven Grimassi?
1: Yeah, The Witch uh, is familiar. The
0: Witch is familiar. I haven't read that one, but it's been on my list. That's for on a long my time. yeah. That's yeah. one of
1: my books that I'm tagging, or tagging, linking in the show notes. Yeah, um, he was
0: one of the ones that really Patreon like, people, you know, shaped and molded my craft as a as a young pagan. If so I, and I then there's there's Raven. called
1: like The Familiar Spirit by Donald Tyson. Okay. I'm not going to link all of these in the public show notes. They're going to be on Patreon notes. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a heads up because, you know, you guys can go there and check that out. But um, his is, I think his is the first one that I read. Oh, real quick, back to The Witch's Book of Spirit by Devin Hunter. He said something like, you kind of lose that specialness and you kind of offend the idea of a familiar by just calling your pet a familiar. If it doesn't actually do work for you, because there's such a a bond and a relationship with a familiar. And I kind of think of it like you wouldn't I don't know. It's kind of like downplaying the idea of the relationship you could be having with a spirit that's around you, a guide, an ancestor and becoming that having that witch and familiar relationship. You're downplaying it by saying, like, this lizard I bought is my familiar. I went and bought a snake, it's my familiar. Oh, this guy's my... Like, you need, like, you lessen that reaction or that relationship with your possible one
2: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: if you don't understand how it works. Now, I have, which I'll talk about some, like, there's some animals that are, like, definitely uh, familiars. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And those typically are... Housed by, so the idea of an imp is Mm. a small spirit that's not quite a demon. Like a demon Mm. would be your like humanoid, human like.
0: So almost a little bit closer to a fae. Uh,
1: The imps are very, so what it says is like imps like to use animals because on some of the things that I saw, their thought and energy levels are similar. They're smaller, and that's not to lessen either one of those creatures, an animal or Mm -hmm. an imp, but they're not going to take the form of a human and work with you or this, like, grandiose thing. Like, it's it's an imp. But then you have imps and you have familiars and you have guides, and some imps could just be, like, little helpers and assistants, but they're not actually leaving. Like my friend, he has a cat that... I am like, it's kind of an imp familiar. It's not the spirit familiar, which you could also call spirit lover, demon lover, demon familiar, because there is a lot of connections to it being like your other part of your soul being there being this like sexual energy that's exchanged. And it's not just the, Oh, I'm having sex with ghosts or (laughs) I'm having sex with demons. It's like this intimate relationship because you're sharing your energy with this thing, you're feeding this thing and they're bringing you stuff and they're doing your work. So yeah, there's like a very loving, like, and that's different for everybody, but Mm -hmm. so like this cat imp idea is, so he's heard this cat. It's this cat's always interested in his spell work. Mm -hmm. um, Wants to check it out. Doesn't offer much more than that other than being weird. And then (laughs) he's said he's gone to sleep at night and, woken up to her under the bed talking to stuff and to other things and he was like it's almost like the minute i come to consciousness or awake enough it turns into meowing and he was like but i know i've heard fucking gibberish and words like not probably words that we understand right but then it's like oh meow. i'm a cat like, don't worry about like what you just heard. Like the
0: video of the, the cat that's, like, hanging out the window, and he's, like, mimicking a bark, like, row, 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 and he turns around and sees the person there, and he goes, row, row, meow, meow, meow
1: Right. <laughs> like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to be...
0: <clears throat> I'm sorry, um, uh,
1: So that's kind of like an idea of... But then this same person has a legitimate familiar who... Mm-hmm. Um, has this wild man, green man aspect to him. Okay. Um, and he doesn't interact with him in the same way that Ava interacts with me. Mm-hmm. Um, well,
0: it's but every relationship is different. Right. So, yeah. And,
1: but like it's something, and that's one one thing I added in the notes is like, there's this thought that when a familiar takes on that form, they're shape shifting and stuff, but the familiar is going to take on either the form that they already know, or they're going to take on a form that is, Sexually appealing to you or attractive to you. So, whether that's the opposite sex, whether it's the same sex, maybe that angle is not even involved, but it tends to be this idea that when you get that's more on the lines of like this spirit, it's almost like a soulmate idea in the sense of not like a Hollywood idea of a romantic movie soulmate, but like the soulmate where it's like you have a bond and a contract with this entity okay throughout lifespans lifetimes
0: there are other cultures too that have a better understanding of soulmates where it's not necessarily you know someone that you're like intimately romantically acquainted with but also like someone that you were destined to meet like your souls were entwined you know that sort of star cross thing but it's not necessarily a romantic love sort of thing right
1: it's almost like a um it's just this deep like connection with like you could probably, some people think the familiar is nothing more than your higher self. And mm-hmm. for some people that might be what it is. Yeah. Um. So I think there, like I said, there's many different forms, but um, that's kind of the imp is the idea that that's the smallest, like smaller, like think brownies or think mm-hmm. all these little like house elves or spirits. Like think of the imp that way. Like it's there to kind of help, but it's not going to be the one that's like petitioning things on your behalf. It's like, it's not like Ava, who's going to go to the fucking, like, crossroads and make a deal with a spirit for you mm-hmm. to carry along something that you wanted to get out there. An Imp is going to be like, oh, I'm hanging around the house and I, I might keep stuff in order here. Yeah. I'm interested in the stuff you're doing. I'm real cute. Um, and, if you
0: ignore me, I'll steal right. your shit. <clears throat> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, like, um, I'd like to talk to Cindy Moore uh, when we have her on about hers because hers is, like, almost a goblin.
2: Ooh,
1: and... Right. Um, but even that seems more in like a hierarchy. So the idea is there was two ideas of the imp slash animal familiar. And that was the demon spirit, whatever you want to call it, took on the form of an animal, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but it wasn't a physical animal. It was that spirit in animal form.
2: Okay.
1: Then you have the flip side of that, which is, I think, more prevalent is where that spirit attaches itself to an animal. Mm -hmm. so that animal is still that animal like so tori yes her cat jareth is is that way where and i'm not saying he's an imp but because he'd probably hate me um (laughs) but it's like he is you could tell he's a cat but then sometimes he's not a fucking cat
2: yeah like
1: he's all about the shit she does when it's magical and you can tell a difference it's like what makes this cat realize that when you're sewing something like a button or a patch on that it's not important. But the minute you start sewing a mojo bag, he wants to be up yeah. in it. And it's like, there's no change. There's no scent. There's nothing. It's just they know you're doing witchcraft. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah. I'll help carry it. There's shades of that within this little guy over here, too. Where right. anytime, like when I was working on that jar right there the other day. You know, all of a sudden, he's jumping up on the table. He wants to be involved. He's, you know, batting at the, you know, googly eyes in the the bag. You know, like, he wants to... Yeah, you know, but... But then... You know, when I'm over here just, you know, doing my thing or I'm just doing some crafting and stuff like that, he'll come up, he'll maybe sniff it, and he'll walk away. But he's not that engaged.
1: Right. It's almost like, yeah, I'm a cat. I'm going to do cat stuff. But then there's that level of, like, okay, this seems different.
0: Yeah. Now, she uh, said that I he's... I think I have a picture, too, of when I was actually... I think I was sitting right over there, and I was making a Karst jar, and... Um, They both were just so up in it. And I think Diana was sitting there just like would not leave, was super interested, you know, like wanted. And and you know how she is. She's not, you don't think you've seen her the entire time you've been here. No, I haven't. So, and all of a sudden she was just very clingy and wanted to be nearby. So,
1: well, and that's like the other thing is, and that doesn't mean that even though that pet might be involved, they might not be on your familiar familiar. lever. They're on... a Because you can have multiple ones, Hmm. but I think that idea of like the spirit, demon, familiar, that's like soul connected, Hmm. that one is going to be like head bitch. So if you have more, that one's going to be like delegating. So um, the way I understand it is something like Jareth Hmm. appeared to her in in weird circumstances when, when she tells it is that she found this that friend with that cat I was talking about that would talk under the bed mm-hmm. showed up on his doorstep on a rainy day.
2: Yeah.
1: And I'm not saying that's the only way to come about it, but sometimes there's, this isn't just going and picking out one. They right. pick you almost. Oh yeah. Um, But then you have to build this contract um, with all of these things, whether you feel like, Oh, this is so you fulfill that with Mogget and, mm-hmm. You fill out with these animals. You feed them. You take care of them. You do this, and then in turn they help you. I it's a them. little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit more difficult when you have a non corporeal. So those would follow under a corporeal category. There's something more to them, but they have a physical thing. There's even some that say your familiar can be an inanimate object. Okay. To me, that's hard. I don't. I don't understand that, but. Um,
0: that's that's a very interesting it kind of reminds me of like the pet rock sort of thing right
1: but i think that you can from an animist approach you're fam- you can have familiars that are plant allies and plant spirits
0: Absolutely. Um, or even like stones and things like that because i it, right. you know crystals and bones and things of that nature they still have a consciousness and personality yeah. and you so you know if, when i'm working magic that's something that i always want to do where i'm you know asking hey do you want to work with me on this thing this is what i'm doing
2: right
1: so and we can in part two we can get more into with like how you would work with both sides, corporeal and non-corporeal, mm-hmm. with magic and day-to-day and stuff. But um, it's a little bit easier when you have a physical thing to attach it to. Right. When you have somebody like Ava, like, I'm the bridge. But you can also have objects that you tie into their bridges when you're working with them. And again, mm-hmm. that, that might end up being more in the part two. But think of it as this spirit needs something to help ground it. And help feed it, so it you could that could be a mojo bag that you feed, it could be a statue, it could be a picture. I have various pieces of jewelry that she likes and uses
2: mm-hmm. that
1: but in the end, I'm still the bridge, so your cats and stuff like I mean Tori's cat, Jareth has gone to her in dreams mm-hmm. um she's heard him talk to her in dreams. oh wow, this isn't normal animal, animal behavior stuff, yeah um so that's that's a key. Like detail that would be like there might be something more to this, right, so like I think one of the stories I was telling was when, um this friend Alex was trying to meet his, he popped up in a dream, and I never saw his physical form, but I could tell it was him,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he like gave me a message to send to Alex, and I don't know, I think there's different levels because somebody like me who I feel like I'm not like we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if this seems all over the place, but there's just, there's so little, there's so many little intricate kind of differences in things. But that whole point at first, before I get into the other side of things, was don't just buy a pet and assume it's a familiar. It doesn't mean that it might, that pet might not gain a familiar.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And who knows, there might be something within that animal that call, that connects with that spirit. Um, because most are going to be like, a familiar is not going to, cannot possess you Cannot channel you unless you give it permission, hmm. because a familiar is pretty much going to have your best interest in mind. Hmm. Um, and you could go out and start working with a spirit and develop this relationship. But um, like I put in the notes, it's a it's a give and take. You can't always ask the familiar to do every little thing for you and never do anything for them. Right. Um
0: This is not fair. I mean, even if you were going to do that with another friend, (laughs) because you have to think of friendships like this, too. You're building a friendship. You're building a relationship with this spirit, with this entity. Yeah. If you, you know, treat, you know, kind of goes back to our conversation with Megan. If you treat this um, or even our our conversation from the first couple of episodes where we talk about, you know, building relationships there, you know, you have to be respectful. You have to... You know, the first time you come over, you bring a bottle of wine, you bring flowers, you know, you check in on your friends and see if they need anything, how they're doing, the emotional labor of it, the physical labor of it, that's necessary in order to maintain relationships, yeah. whether they're, you know, with uh, non-corporeal entities, with... Um, deities, with, you know, your friends that you go out drinking with on a Friday night. All of those things. Or plants. Like,
1: I mean, just yeah. like the little things. And so I don't know anything about, like I said, you can have the fate
2: mm-hmm. Like
1: going from imps to what you would call like maybe the higher spirits.
2: Okay.
1: Um So the imps can be good. They can, but they're... They call them lower spirits, but I don't want to give off the impression that they're not...
0: That they're lesser than. Yeah. Yeah. They're
1: just, they're lower spirits. And all familiars seem to be, for the most part, chthonic in some way. Because Mm -hmm. a demon is an earthly spirit that was thought, in the Greek idea, they're basically demigods. They're not mankind, humans, whatever. And then they're not deities. But they're somewhere in between.
2: Okay.
1: They're... But they were always teachers and they were guides. And there was, um, who was it? I, I, and I meant to look that up. One of, there was somebody throughout history that said he had a familiar, like his, his basically, looking on which, I don't know if it was like Socrates. Somebody like said that they would get inspiration from this muse. Okay. And it ends up sounding like a familiar. Um,
0: okay.
1: Like we talked about on Possessed Possessions. Mm-hmm. That seemed like he was painting his familiar when he was talking about like the boy and the doll that mm-hmm. was like, oh shit. Yeah. Um. So you've got you can have Faye. I have a friend who um, who's spirit familiar. One of them shows as a dragon. Ooh. The other one shows as a wolf, but then she can ride in that wolf form. So it's okay. like they can kind of share. And then someone like my brother who has um, his she's more on that like light and airy they have a feel about them like we've said before mm-hmm. um, you can feel their energy so yeah. she's light and airy it doesn't mean that she's flighty or like oh ha 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 it just means like she's
0: right it's it, it's very
1: and I don't want to say angelic in the idea of
0: no she's it's like a high vibration she's more like she's more almost like dryad like almost or nymph like if we're talking about like greek spirits that it sort of feels like and since it does seem like she's an emissary
1: of hermes yeah it would make sense that she would fall under the nymph idea
0: yeah and whenever we talk about her i smell lily of the valley so it's like that's a thing i
1: can see that yeah but she's tied to foxes and Mm -hmm. she's and so that's kind of like
0: and that would make sense too with her ties to mercury and yeah yeah
1: and then when you have, you have somebody like Ava who feels like she resonates very low. Like
0: very, she's very chthonic. She, right. she is somehow be uh, like under the bedrock chthonic. You like, know? like heavy. Yes. Like
1: just this, I don't know there. Cause you feel these energy influences.
0: It's almost like when we talk about her and when I work with her, it's almost like a, it's, it's a physical feeling like in my mouth. That's very like when you bite into a really really o- almost overripe piece of fruit and you can taste like the dirt right it's the, like a little know? bit like, of like it's that's how it feels,
1: yeah, and so like she's got those like earthly like or very earthy kind of sense and ambience, like yeah, tomorrow's described sandalwood, um mm-hmm. Alex has seen. Almost like shadow, like when she's uh, like appeared to him, like in a shadow figure, yeah, uh, outlined and very like scary and intimidating. And like we said, like for the longest time, it's like okay, well, she feels like a water element. If we talk about her being like almost a Scorpio energy, it's like I don't. Why wouldn't she be Earth? But then we talk about oh, like water underground, like cave water and shit. Like it's just dark, murky, cold. It's borderline, like, that idea of rotting flowers. They still smell. Yeah. And it's not, like, decay, but it's, like, it just feels very underworldly. Yeah. And she's very much like an underworld nymph. Like, when you look at mm-hmm. Hecate's history, you've got all these vampiric spirits. You've got all these nymphs. Um, They're not the same as, like, the more above-ground idea yeah. of of nymphs. But they're still... And like,
0: I think we were talking about like the, what is it? The lampades and stuff like that. Yeah. And she very much feels like that. They're like a torch
1: bringer. Yeah. And like, nymph is not far from demon. Like a demon in Greek can kind of be more along the lines of like a guide or a muse. What's weird is you've got, we interact similarly with ours, my brother and I. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: I didn't know this when we first started talking about it but then it was like he would tell me stuff that he experienced and i'm like oh shit i never told you like that was how i experienced it Mm -hmm. like holy fuck um i don't know if that's a family thing i don't know if it's ancestral i don't know what that would be as far as like that mediumship and then like i can go into places feel sensitive i don't pick up spirits like you do so yeah that's like a um, different form but it doesn't mean that that's the only form and i think that's. Tied to deity that we work with Mm
2: -hmm. or that we
1: felt called to. Um, Whereas my friend Alex's isn't tied to Bridget per se, Mm -hmm. but it's more tied with his personal connection to nature. So I think everybody gets it a little bit different. And I don't know if it's something the deity allowed or just the way that those familiars are and how they interact with us. That seems different, but then like, I'll go into places And unlike you, I don't necessarily pick up the same visuals, psychic, mediumship that you do. Mm. And I'm like, damn, I wish I could do that. But then, like (laughs) I said, it's like, I have this bridge where I can communicate and channel her Mm. almost 24-7. And And that's
0: arguably a little bit, like, safer. (laughs)
1: Right. And she's like this mediator of, like, there is something over here. And it's almost like you have to give them... permission and the way we became kind of like co-possessive or whatever you call it like dual possession was by accident kind of (laughs) and we mentioned it in like divination and stuff but Mm -hmm. um so you've got your imps you've got or you've got your fetches which can be used as familiars but for the sake of my opinion and kind of like my understanding is that like a fetch is not going to make you a good familiar for constant relationship building and work an imp is great. They can come in all different forms. They don't have to be a physical animal. It can be an imp-like spirit. Something like Ava is not going to hang out in a cat body.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and that doesn't mean that whatever is inhabiting, like, those cats doesn't go out and do things and take on another form. It might stay the cat form. Mm-hmm. Um So it's kind of hard to know exactly. It's just personal experience with that animal. You kind of get the feeling um, if there's something more behind their eyes. Yeah. Or if there's something more. And then, like, if you work with the Fae a lot, there's a good chance that your familiar might end up being some kind of Fae. If you work with Fae deities, Mm -hmm. then there's a good chance that your Fae, or Fae, (laughs) your familiar would be related (laughs) to the Fae realm. And I, Mm -hmm. like, this isn't. To say that you couldn't have never worked with a Fey and then end up with a Fey, mm-hmm. because in the beginning I was like, "Oh damn, Clayton, that might be Fey-like, but it's not."
0: It's not. Um, like I can, I can definitely see that, but it's, it's not quite. It's right. It's kind of more... like the
1: features and
0: yeah. So like her
1: features yeah. seem to be very like soft, but pointy,
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and Ava's are more like, so, but there's more of that hardness there. Mm -hmm. And there's also sharp. So there's a difference between like pointy and sharp in the sense where it's like, she seems very like light and airy. Mm -hmm. And whereas Ava would be kind of like heavy and imposing and all this Mm -hmm. shit. But they'll both be very protective and they're both like good guardians and good guides and stuff. But then Ava knows things that I don't know. And she can relay knowledge, which would make sense in a demon capacity idea of knowledge bringers and... Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. But yet she doesn't, it's not like a guide that's like, I'm going to point you in this direction. This is something that's like, I'm getting a lot of things telling me that this is a good idea to go this route, Mm -hmm. but they're not coming at it from the same angle that a spirit guide would. A spirit guide, most of the time, is going to be kind of like removed from hands on work. They'll show up if you need them, they kind of help guide the way like this friend has seen hawks and he used to think they were tied. And he was like, I'm not necessarily sure that they're tied with him. Actually. Mm-hmm. I'll see bats and stuff. Cause uh, Ava's very vampiric in mm-hmm. not only attributes and her abilities of, she can be an energy vampire, whether she means to or not. Yeah. Um. Or psychic vampire. I found out the hard way when I was younger <laughs> of like being around people and like draining them mm-hmm. and being like, what the hell? And it was like, it's kind of like we've grown together she's experienced things she's taken on more human like ideas of you know before it was kind of like i'm here to protect defend do stuff and now it's more like i want to interact i want to like help guide and teach and do all these things so it was almost like i mean it's a very mutual thing it's mm-hmm. not like she holds all this knowledge and is i'm slowly being her she's my mentor it's like we're both teaching. And I think that's a big part of like the spiritual journey is a familiar is not some mindless, like um, courier for your witchery, right? but where you can step in and do things for them and help them and leave offerings on this plane, they're doing stuff for you on the other. Right. So it's like having that friendship and you have to work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't work on it, you're not going to build that trust. You're not going to build that. So um, I don't know. And they're, again, they're shapeshifters. So I know she, she can like, I've seen her as this, like as a black wolf. I've seen her mm-hmm. as bats. I've seen her and her really like fucking imposing, like with fucking horns and wings and oh, like, wow. like very, like I'm going to go fuck shit up in the idea. And that's probably of course her, like I'm going to and take on this idea of this intimidating thing to carry out this specific, like, binding or this don't fuck with me spell Mm -hmm. because it's like do i show up as like the pale black haired like kind of creepy kind of alluring thing or do i just fucking show up and i look like a straight-ass demon (laughs) like i'm gonna do that um and so i think i think you have to fill out the energies like if you keep seeing foxes and you feel that same energy when you see this person in your dream that you don't know who they are Mm -hmm. or they show up like make those connections because that is probably related. But like Mm -hmm. me seeing owls is not related to Ava. Right. I've never seen an owl and thought Ava. Like, yeah, I know that energy is mom. I know that energy is Hecate. Yeah. And I know that they've acted as guides before. And I know they've acted as comfort of like, I'm here Mm. somewhere like off in the distance or sometimes just fascination or like heads up. Yeah. And so I know that that's not Ava, but then Ava doesn't have to communicate with me that way. Because she just fucking talks in my head. Like, I can hear her. Right. And sometimes it's louder than others. Sometimes it's more clear than others. But um, other people have seen her. So there there's a difference between um, kind of, like, how I experience Ava and other people experience theirs. Clayton mm-hmm. seems to experience his um, very differently than – I mean, the same way I kind of experience Ava. But very differently than, like, say, somebody like Alex or somebody with um, – a familiar that has a, like, animal body. Because yeah. um, it's weird. Like, I'm not... I don't pretend to be this, like, strong medium with anything else other than I have this bond with her. Mm-hmm. And that's what's, like, crazy is when we talk about protections and stuff like that, like, I can get a little bit jaded. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't have to always feel like I have this circle of energy protecting me. I don't have to cast a circle all the time. I don't have to worry about shielding or guarding myself because i'm like i have this bodyguard <laughs> and not that i've like use it but it's like she would shut down any type of yeah, approach from she's
0: like a psychic bouncer right It like,
1: <laughs> like there's no room for y'all
2: yeah
1: uh stay the fuck back and then i can like i usually get alerted by her before my before i get goosebumps like something's okay. here and then boom it's like it's almost like this spidey sense that when you feel the chills on your back of your neck, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I get alerted. Like her hackles are up before mine are. It's kind of like, Oh, something's in here. And I've used her to help clean out a um, room of, it wasn't like a human spirit. It was more of like an energy thought form amalgamation that was causing problems. But like, instead of using like a, um, like a smoke stick of sage or mugwort or something like she corrals it out. I don't know if it's jaded, but there's kind of like that, I didn't ever feel like I had to, I learned them, Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel like I had to have the same protections as some people. Like when you go into a haunted place.
0: Yeah. I have to be much more careful because I don't have a bodyguard like that. Right, I just don't. So I have to have, you know, um, either, you know, um, physical things, um, that I've you know, uh, enchanted or protected, you know, put that kind of protective energy into, uh-huh. or, you know, already sort of possesses it and I do my own little thing to it to make it, you know, really sort of amp it up, or, uh, you know, just visualize putting up barriers, that sort of a thing. Yeah. Because I don't have that bodyguard. I got to be my own.
1: And that's not to say if you have a familiar, doesn't mean that they're going to always be that bodyguard for you. It just means that for whatever reason, and I don't know why, Ava has this. Like, I look at it as, okay, we have this spot Mm -hmm. in us where your consciousness resides. Mm -hmm. I have Ava's consciousness is always kind of in the background, Mm -hmm. unless we either, it's almost like swapping driving seats, like somebody's in the passenger. Mm -hmm. And then, so I think if I was driving alone in this metaphor, things could come in but the fact that she's sitting there and housing that and staying in that spot and filling up that space it's kind of that shield Yeah. but that's not to say if you have a familiar that they're always going to be there and they're always going to be in that spot now when I have her off doing things like I know she could come back immediately if there was a problem but usually when I know she's off doing work like carrying out a spell or something like I'm a little bit more guarded Mm -hmm. because I'm like I don't have that space filled anymore. Yeah. And what if I am this like what if I can channel this shit super easy? I don't want to just channel anything. Right. Um so I can get into more of the co-possession in that sense, but um I didn't summon her that I realized, but then again, like I might have done it because <laughs> but I feel like that we have a history there, but it was like I was at this point in my life when I would go out, like I'd said before in a different episode
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um god we're at the point where it's like i can't remember what episode i mentioned this in um but it's like i called for something i needed something and it wasn't christianity it wasn't that shit and i didn't know about paganism or hecate i was just doing my thing which was go outside meditate be one with nature i didn't know what i was doing at the time right but then when i reached out like i feel like i need this because it was a rough time in my life and i felt like i needed this a guardian, something to look out for me. And it was almost like, here I am. And that was like fucking terrifying because I grew up Christian. So my first thought was, there's a demon. And then this <laughs> voice is like, Yup. And I'm like, oh shit, I knew it. <laughs> and like if you know her, then you would be like, oh yeah, she's that's her sense of humor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But like back then, like there wasn't really that sense of humor. It was more like, fuck it, you're stuck with me. And I <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just making this shit up. Like I'm going crazy. I would see her in my dreams, like, and she's always been that same appearance. Okay. And so here we are, like, I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm trying to pray it away um, because, like, that's all I can think to do. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this thing won't shut up. And you think, oh, God, it's like mental illness, right? And so I'm like, <laughs> well, okay, like, maybe I have, like, multiple personalities or, like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. And so I spent a long time doing that. And and coming from that approach and thinking, oh, this is just a facet. So, like, but this is a separate voice. It's not my voice. Mm -hmm. She has a distinct voice. I would hear it upon falling asleep sometimes, whisper. I would hear it in dreams. And then, like, there was times where she would, it's like she would channel. And I couldn't remember anything on those times. It was, like, out-of-body experience. And I'm like, holy fuck. And so I was like, oh, my God, there's... Like, there's something going on. And yeah. then after high school and college, I was like, oh, uh, that's when I got to hold of that book we talked about. Um, which one do you talk about it? Was it um, divination? Scrying? When we were talking about sc- Anyway, I did that thing to try to. I think it was.
0: Sc- I think it was when we did yeah. the, the scrying. So when
1: I connected that conscious and subconscious, I had a friend at the time who was like, um, we were approaching it from the psychology aspect. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying if you're here, like this is my experience. This isn't to say if you're hearing voices that you don't need to seek help, or it doesn't mean, because there's a very big problem with mental illness and paganism, mm-hmm. and overlooking the importance of help.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Or your mental illness is caused by this, this, and this. It's no different than, well, God will, pr- God will fix it, and blah blah. So, be safe. Know yourself. Yeah. If you're struggling and having a problem, like. Just, you know, yes. I'm not trying to say, oh, you've got a familiar that's talking to you. It might not be. It might be schizophrenia. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But in my experience, I wasn't sure what it was. So, of course, doing that little scrying exercise almost seemed to open this door. And my friend was like, have you a- asked its name? And I was like, because, I mean, at this point, it's going on, you think, from, like, mid-teens mid to, like, early 20s. Like, that's a long time to make something up. Yeah. And especially when half the time I didn't want it because it freaked me the fuck out. And so I thought surely this was something um, I'm either making up and I was like, it's probably for attention, but I wasn't telling anybody about it. So whose attention was I getting? (laughs) Um, And it was like, it was a struggle. So like as, as much as it's like, Oh, we have a good working relationship now. Like it was a fucking struggle. And, but I got a name, Ava. It feels familiar, but, and then it's like, why? I don't know. I'm that kind of person. That's like, I would put way too much thought in this stuff if I had to name myself, mm-hmm. which Bones was kind of like already given to me before. And it was like, but.
0: Same. I mean, Cricket was kind of given right. to me too. And that so. was just
1: by like people calling me that in my family. And I do, because I'm a nerd and I've often tied it to like the idea of like, um, if you're a nerd like us in Marvel, like the idea of Venom and mm-hmm. Eddie Brock of like symbiotic feeling of like two brains doing two things and but it's one collective at times Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so anyway it was like well i'm gonna try to talk to this thing and that was the first time we were actually able to communicate with each other be aware of the other one there wasn't this disassociation there wasn't this like for loss of time and all this stuff Mm -hmm. again and i'd seen a couple doctors about it and it was like i just don't think you have that but this is very interesting of course, knowing what I know now, I'd be like, oh, God, I'm not telling, like, a doctor this. <laughs> um, but so I go thinking, like, okay, this is another personality. Maybe, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it just never seemed to fit. My friend Alex went into psycho and all this, and he had always known about her from early on. And then he was like, you know what? I just don't. He's like, I've actually seen these patients now, and I don't think that that's what it is. It seems so weird. Yeah. So. When I got into witchcraft, like I said before, and I'll make this part short, but when I got into witchcraft, she kind of went away. She kind of, like, led me there, but when I found Hecate to do a cleanse of a house and was like, I guess I'm working with a goddess now? Let's see. Nothing's gonna happen. And then the owl came. But then Ava got quiet, like she was gone, and that lasted for, like, two years? And that was weird because that was such an empty, hollow feeling and I was like, maybe it was part of Hecate now that I found her. She doesn't need I don't need that part anymore. And it's like losing somebody, but it, it was like so distant. It was like, I would search. I would try to meditate. I would try to like do dream work. Here I am learning how to be a witch. And this demon that's always been like, witchcraft, yes, has, <laughs> is like gone. What the fuck? No word, no idea. And I thought, maybe it's just not needed. Maybe I connected with this spiritual side, this soul fragment, and I've rectified it or whatever. But then it was like, it's there somewhere. And it's distant. I would get flashes and all this stuff. And so it was like very scary. And I don't want to say traumatic, but it was like grieving because it's like, I might never ever have this thing again. Like, Oh shit. And then the more I got into witchcraft after a couple of years, the more I started to see and understand uh, the idea of a familiar. And it was mentioned to me, like, what have you ever thought of approaching this like a familiar? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, uh, how would I do that? So this is where I jumped into all these books and all this reading and all this study. And it was like, maybe, maybe I can reconnect. Maybe that, maybe she was a spirit this whole time. I don't fucking know. So that's when stuff started sparking. Like it was like this communication was being built again. And to me, I personally think that she was removed. So I didn't have a bias I didn't lean too hard on her when I was trying to do witchcraft because I probably would have when I was building this relationship with Hecate. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like she was removed and like went through this period of you're no longer just an internal helpful guide. You're no longer a piece of yourself. You're going to be your whole self now, which is external. You -hmm. can still channel. You're still connected and bonded. But yet you're more you than you were before. So it's almost like She had to go through a certain thing. Um, It's not always very clear, but that's what I pick up is like she had to. It was almost like she was bound to me as a vessel and was Mm -hmm. not allowed to be anything more than like a mental fragment. But then she became separate. And so this is where people have been like, well, this is a fetch that you created. And it's like, no, why would I? Why? Like the story.
0: It's almost like someone has opened the jar. Somebody has, you know, like you open the jar, you rub the lamp for for (laughs) lack of a, a better term. And like, because you've unlocked that box, that part of your brain, that part of your psychic ability. Right. Now there's not only have you built the connection and you've built the bridge, but it's also, like she's been sort of unlocked and the connection is there and
1: right. it's like a one of the um like secret characters in a game like you got unlocked you no, um, <laughs> but like i the way i picture it is okay i was kind of like she was bound to me in the way that you can bind spirits to objects mm-hmm. or house them yeah. now there's some talk in one of the books um where it talks about controlling and, and it's like, we're only doing this for the sake of like historically relevant words to this thing, but make no mistakes. We are not controlling these spirits. We're not capturing them. Mm -hmm. We're giving them a foothold, a physical object, whether it be you, whether it be uh, a jewelry box, whether it be a piece of jewelry, whether it's Mm -hmm. a can. I don't know, but like, I would think at some point I became a vessel and She was limited in her capabilities at that point. She served her purpose in that sense Mm -hmm. to help me get through. Like I said, I was very suicidal at the time and very depressed. And like, if it wasn't for her being the one that's like, you're like, do it out of spite, like do like fight back out of this. Like, I don't know where I would be. And so that's like a big deal to be like, yes, I have this that turned into from a voice to a familiar. It was like, maybe always a familiar. We were always bonded yet. She wasn't allowed to be more yet because I wouldn't have been able to. You weren't ready. But neither was she like, and that's the thing is like, she came such a long way in that, in that path. And for better or worse, um, friendships like fell apart. Relationships fell apart because she was a part of me and felt like she could can have this control over the body at times and channel. And then you're being removed and you're learning to work with this thing again. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's more full. She can act on this, but she doesn't necessarily, when she channels me, I'm more present than I ever used to be. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's just different. And it's, it's like, she came back. Cause I had to learn how to, I built a little off a shrine, mm-hmm. like, um, an altar space for her left offerings. She gave me a sigil um, and I still use the sigil, but yet it's less prevalent. I was yes, less useful for me to connect with her now, but in the beginning it was helpful because it's like, I'm reconnecting to something. Right. Um, And so we both learned a lot that way. And it was like both rediscovering each other and ourselves. Our relationship was different. The internal turmoil wasn't necessarily the same. Cause it wasn't like this fight for thoughts. It was more clarity. Mm-hmm. So that is a very odd <laughs> way about, about going with, with me and her, but that's kind of like a, the gist of how we got to where we are. And I'll talk more about like the best way to set up and work with and build those bridges and connections in like part two,
2: Right. which
1: won't be right after this part two will be like in a couple episodes because we, we don't want to like, load down one month on one topic we will spread out <laughs> um, and that'll give you time like it feels like there's a lot of information because there is yeah spread out I know we want to
0: it, it's something that's not I feel like it's not written about very often even within witchcraft and circles. that's why we
1: wanted to talk about it it was because right. that idea is not seen as much and that's mm-hmm. why you were like you read that book of Keldons, and you're like holy shit like he's actually it's
0: in here he's actually right. talking about it yeah
1: now I don't know if you would go into calling it like traditional and that idea Mm-hmm. And we're not coming at it like, oh, this is total trad craft. But, like, <laughs> it is an older idea. And I think it's breaking away again from that idea of, like, what people came to assume was just a pet. The witch's pet mm-hmm. was their familiar. And I think people are understanding this is a working relationship with a spirit. Yeah. And to me, this is just my experience. Um, With my age, I'm, like, 34. And I grew up, like, reading about, like we said, was fucking geo city
0: yes websites and
1: (laughs) angel fire yeah but it seems that witchcraft in general at least in a a broader sense and this isn't per individual it went away it went it's gone more and that's probably by design or by guidance Mm -hmm. it's gone away from this idea of like pets are here these are spirits blah, blah blah they're cool deities work with all these pagan deities. Mm-hmm. And I think witchcraft is, there's more being done in the idea of like that animist idea, which mm-hmm. I find myself going to more and more. Yeah. Uh, I'm still a devotee of Hecate. I still have so much to learn and be guided by, but yet it's less about my interaction with her and my path and Ava's path. It's like, you two have each other.
2: Mm-hmm. You don't
1: need me. Uh, You've got Ava, Ava, you've got him. You guys figure it out.
0: Yeah. Have fun. And I mean, Sometimes, you know, there's a reason that we call her like the far distant shining right? Woman, you know, because and it, even for me right now, like she's been very distant and it's sometimes Same. it's like all of this, all of a sudden she's just everywhere and she's, you know, very, <laughs> very present. And then sometimes she's very distant. And I think it's at those points when I'm really meant to focus on something else, to build a relationship with something or someone else.
1: She was more present to me in the beginning, Hecate, mm-hmm. when I didn't have Ava. And then it's mm-hmm. like, when I started working with Ava again, I was like, wait, where's Hecate at?
2: Mm-hmm. And it
1: was like, this is kind of what you two need to do. You don't need me to do it, but I've led you both to this point. And we're both growing and learning and evolving, I guess, in that mentality and spiritual aspect. Right. Um, whereas Ava's more compassionate towards people she's more i mean she's always been defensive of things and protective of things mm-hmm. but she's so much more multi-dimensional now than she was in the beginning in the beginning she was this like ball of rage and like <laughs> protection and like but and like fuck people i don't like people and it's like she's gotten more to the point of like where she wants and it sounds weird but like she wants friends she wants mm-hmm. interactions she wants to teach she wants to guide Yeah. she wants to just exist and she's
0: willing to work with other people now she right. works with me somewhat she works yeah. with tomorrow and she
1: feels like she can be bigger yeah then and it's also like that little tug and cheek of like the more attention i get the more <laughs> yeah. the bigger and stronger i get and then it's over for you bitches the more cool um, shit I get, <laughs> right the more i can do but i think yeah. like the idea is um for me i didn't start out that way i i Mm -hmm. built a relationship but then i had to relearn it so that's not a common it that i know of if anybody has similar experiences please let us know yeah but um to me it was like with my brother he felt the presence of something alex felt the presence of something they reached out Mm -hmm. um and then had a response and had to grow and work on that that's what it's probably going to be like for most people. Yeah. I reached out before it was almost like the cart before the horse. I reached out and maybe I was just something took pity or I just had this (laughs) ability that I couldn't cope with. Or she was just sent in that form because I wouldn't have known how to work with a familiar at that time. Um, And so it's almost like, you know, it just happens the way it happened. Why didn't I get into witchcraft harder in my early twenties? Why was I so agnostic for so long? I don't know, but I don't think I was at the point where I'm ready. And I think that's different for everybody. Some people find this path later on. Some people find it early on. Some people are born knowing about it. But I think everybody can have a familiar. Some might already have them there. If you've been a witch and you've been working with spirits um, or somebody in your family, there's a good chance that an ancestor, a guide, something's been waiting there and doing stuff for you, but you can talk to them. But then it's like meeting people. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't have one and you want one and you don't have any kind of inkling or feeling or any little spark of like, that could be this. Put a call out. Um, Petition. I don't know if I'd go to Hecate and petition for one of her emissaries because that's probably like super (laughs) strenuous.
0: (laughs) Um, Why not put out a petition to the devil himself?
1: Right. And that's what I was saying.
0: Yeah. Do
1: that. Like Sabrina. We talked about the way that familiar appears
0: that gives me chills every and that's time. I, I, even just talking right about and it that's that kind
1: of chills. the idea is like there's there's this form mm-hmm. and then it takes on the form of a cat and so it's like she didn't go buy a cat like this demon it came spirit familiar yeah. yeah and i think that they find you you find them you're not it's like kind of put it on a wanted ad but it's almost like yeah maybe swipe right if you it's both like, swipe right <laughs> swipe to, right on each other
0: <laughs> i hate to use that sort of like jk rowling harry potter analogy right now but because i can't i'm trying to distance myself from jk rowling but her world was something that i escaped into for a right. long time because i was well i think you can still yeah but it's that sort of like one chooses the wizard type thing you know what right. i mean so and then even
1: the idea of like oh god this is a whole other thing like the golden compass idea of demons
0: See, I never read The Golden Compass I it's didn't either list. But okay. <laughs> I
1: watched the HBO series It's way better than the movie okay. was back in the day But their idea is their demon They're familiar mm-hmm. Their demon, D uh, spelled the same way D, D-A-E-M-O-N Okay um, Is part of their soul And it can't go too far away from Ooh. them um, And it's like It takes its form and it learns and grows And so oh, wow. If you want to kind of get like an idea of like maybe how, like, to see it from an outside perspective other than just an animal, like, maybe watch that. They do take the form of animals, but they're not animals. They right. can shape shift. they can, like, grow, and then they get stuck in their final form. And mm-hmm. sometimes when they're younger, I'm probably not doing it justice explaining it. Um, The idea of, like, the, the Spider-Man character Venom of mm-hmm. the symbiote, where that felt like that struggle of, like, before we were cohesively able to work together we were at odds with one another Mm -hmm. um and there wasn't that balance because it was like i have a job to do i'm stuck here like if i refused to work with her why did she not just leave it was something more it was like she was attached to me on purpose um but then it's like did that is that when she was like did we make a deal and that's when she would come i don't fucking know (laughs) um because there's like to get in real personal like there's times where When I've experienced her, it was like, I wish I had been there earlier when you were younger and I could have prevented some things. I could have Mm -hmm. guided you better. And there's this feeling of remorse. Like, I wish I had done my job better. And it's like, so it goes back further than just one time in the woods, I called out to something. But I think that was like maybe the opening of like, I had it all along. I just had to open it Um, and then I had to open it further. But if you... Or a loved one would like to work with familiar, <laughs> um, but like I would—that's
0: kind of like me because there's been several times when it's like I've—I've I've actually called out and said, "Okay, I, you know, I think I'm ready to try, you know, establishing this relationship." And I've called out several different times, and I don't hear anything. I don't receive anything, right? And, and that doesn't I, mean
1: that there's—and somebody as sensitive as you would know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <that was> something, <laughs> And it's like, I, you know, a part, a big part of my practice is, you know, a hedge witch and is to do a lot of, you know, journey work and, and spirit work and stuff like that. And for whatever reason, when I call out, I don't really get a response. And I don't know if it's, that I'm just not ready yet. I haven't reached that point yet. Or,
1: I mean, you work with, I I mean, you work with Hecate, Mm -hmm. like you work with these other, you would think that they would, they'd be like, well, here's an emissary. But then it's like, well, maybe like if you had Ava Mm -hmm. in that capacity, would you be as sensitive to other things? And like we said, both of these things, we're not trying to make it sound like, oh, you should be, we've learned to work with them and we've learned to appreciate them. Mm -hmm. Ava's learned to appreciate working with me and, but like they're blessings and curses at times. Yeah. Um, and like you said, like now you use this and sometimes you wish you could shut it off. Like who who's to say your purpose isn't if you had, but again, everybody's different. And like I said, you're not, you might not be channeling yours. Mm-hmm. Um, something like yours might be there. And it's like, well, I'm going to lay low Um, because as much work as you've done, it's like, there has to be a reason. Yeah. Because, and like I said, it it doesn't, there's conflicting ideas. It's like, not everybody gets a familiar. Mm -hmm. Every witch gets a familiar. Every witch that signed a pact with the devil gets a familiar. I didn't do that, by the way, to get her.
0: Which is so funny because it's like, I'm actively building a relationship with the horned one right now
1: yeah so and maybe that's what you need you should do first maybe i don't know i don't know um but you almost like there is a time and it's all well and good but there was a time where hecate was gone and me and ava working together it's like my offerings were to ava Whether it was blood my devotion was to ava and building that connection her devotion was to me we weren't distracted and i'm not i don't mean that in a bad way but mm. hecate was like well i'm not going to be here to distract you mm. you guys need to do this like it's almost like we became each other's like mini goddess and gods <laughs> like and it's this idea of it's like okay you could write poetry to your familiar you can mm. write songs you can paint art like treat them like you were courting a yeah. loved like a potential mate mm. um and they want to do that back, and so like there's that energy it's, it might not involve that energy. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I also wonder if that might be part of it too, like is you know just because there's so much trauma, but then you like, know I'm not the other thing too yeah. is
1: like I mean, you have plenty of people that are asexual, you mm-hmm. have plenty of people that would not be interested, and I think that they would you would be able to have a familiar that wouldn't trigger any of that because those familiars are gonna be. And it would be like, oh, I'm this helpful little
0: Maybe. I don't spirit. know.
1: And, like, I gave you that pipe because we were joking about pipe foxes. Like, yeah. there's this really cool, like, spirit.
2: Japanese. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it, like, it's a little tiny fox that lives in a pipe.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
1: they come in all shapes and sizes. And mm-hmm. that could have been a, that could be a familiar. I don't know. But, like I said, just sometimes you don't know why, I guess. Um, yeah. It's like, I didn't. I guess I kind of asked for mine, but in the sense of like seeking, like reading these books and seeking one, that's Mm -hmm. not how it happened to me. Alex had to seek and find his to -hmm. connect with his. And it felt like a old friend, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like strangely familiar, but not, you know, you have to build that. And then like, same thing with Clayton. So I think it just, it's all going to depend, but like you can meditate, you can try to do trance work, you can petition. Mm -hmm. um, If you don't really work with a deity or you're, Or you don't want to petition. You can make a call to the universe. You can say like, hey, I'm turning on a vacancy light. (laughs) Um, And then you can even have a familiar that you do not let channel or possess. Like Mm -hmm. you set those boundaries. If any spirit comes knock on your door and expects that, it's about consent, even in the spirit world. You shut that down. They are, If they're forceful, if they're like pushy about it, or if they give you a bad feeling, that's not going to be your familiar. Um, It's going to feel like that like knowing somebody kind of idea. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's hard. I I can tell you what I've read. I can tell you like the process, um,
0: but it's still very individualized. Yeah. And like yeah. I said,
1: you might, one day you might go from seeing hawks as like this sign to seeing them in your dream to then they talk to you to then that becomes a, a human like figure mm-hmm. with a name. And it's like, there's different ways. So if you think, I think some of the the uh, hints that they, or tips that I've read is like, okay, well, if you, like, if an animal keeps showing up, kind of like I've mm-hmm. said, um, that might be tied to that spirit. Um, and I think Matt Warren discusses it in one of the links I put. He was like, there's this idea that, um, like, I think he mentions his takes the form of an owl, but it's, he's not working with, the collective owl spirit. He's working with an individual one. And I think that's like what you'd get with guides too, is like sometimes there's a broader, like the owl is like, there's not one specific owl that like comes and shows itself by Hecate. Mm -hmm. Um, And some people don't, like that's the other thing. Some people don't say their familiar's name. Some people don't talk about their familiar. Mm -hmm. Some people don't there because some people think that you can destroy them or they can be, and maybe, like, if they're fetch-like or if they're a human spirit, I don't know. But I feel like you can't just go out and destroy. Or you you might try to bind one. But then there's, like, Ava has given me and let me know, like, look, I'm not here to be pushed around or controlled by anybody. Mm-hmm. Nobody – you could have my sigil if you wanted, but it's, like, a bat signal
2: mm-hmm. in a
1: way. It's, like, I'll – or, like, Batman's little light. Yeah. It doesn't mean he's automatically drawn and subjected to the purpose of whoever turned that light on. It's a calling card of like, oh, I might be needed. So she's told people, use my sigil. Mm -hmm. She's given it to like closer friends and like, use this. Let my energy help you. If you abuse it, I wouldn't. Because I'm just going <laughs> to fuck with you yeah. Um, or I'm not going to come.
0: I'm just not going to help you out So it's almost like a yeah. signature. But
1: then there's ideas where like these demons and other spirits are controlled if you know their name.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if you know their true name or if you know their sigil, you can control demons and spirits and blah, blah, blah. She doesn't work that way. Um, yeah. But she let me know that. So that's why I don't have any problem talking about her or having her name. She actually enjoys the attention and,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it feels... Fuel, it feeds her and helps her have a more solid foothold so she would rather more people know about her than not for her benefit because she feeds off that energy mm-hmm. uh, Cindy says the same thing he's very he likes when people talk about him Yeah. and um, so and then there's other people where it's like you'll never see a picture you'll never know what my familiar really looks like you'll never hear their name and that's perfectly fine too you're familiar and you will understand that decide that
2: mm-hmm. we'll
1: know if it's personal like that um, anybody that I've mentioned in this have, I've asked and they both, they've all at one point said, I don't mind that you talk about me, mm-hmm. but I didn't once say the familiars names, yeah. um, but they have them and they have experiences. Um, and Tori's different. I mean, um, we're separated, but mm. that cat I knew for a while, she knows that cat. Like she's never been shy to talk about it. Like he's a fucking familiar. He's a witch yeah. cat. Um, so there's, there's a- <laughs>
0: There's something about that cat that is so much more sentient than the other cats.
1: Yeah, so, the other cats are like cats, cats.
0: Yeah, but there's there's something going on behind his eyes that is something a little bit different. And it's, it's, it's connected to Tori. I mean, it's right. being around it in person. There's no denying
1: that. And there was something that she had said of like, you know, I wanted this cat we looked and then we got this call of like, Hey, would you like this black cat that just showed up like at this, mm-hmm. at the um, shelter and like yeah. the one showing like the cat of Alex's that showed up at the door on a rainy day and just instantly bonded to him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> but she's not like a full on familiar, but she's like more the impish, like weird thing. And it's probably like, Oh, there's a kitten lost. This person is doing magic. Mm-hmm. and whether they intended to or not, they put out a call to help. Mm-hmm. I like that witches, I, I would like to work with a witch. I'm going to ride this cat
2: mm-hmm. and inhabit
1: this cat and kind of tag along. And it's not like the the animal is getting pushed out. They're still that animal, but it's almost like they're being ridden or bonded yeah. to a spirit. And I'm assuming that the animal lets that spirit do it. Yeah, I can't imagine that the animal is just possessed without any kind of, like, I'll allow it. But we don't know how that works, but it does seem to be that the spirits are attached to those animals. Yeah. Um. And then they, they tend to find whatever. So it's kind of like maybe if you have a guide or somebody like a figure that keeps popping up or feels like speaking to you, maybe it's not your deity. Maybe it's not this. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's familiar. Maybe you have a guide that you work with as you would like to. Ask to take on a familiar role mm-hmm. because the difference between talking to spirits, working with spirits and working with familiars are working with certain spirits, whether you know them or not, or you do it often can be more like working with friends or the public.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then when you have your familiar, that one is almost it's like that partner, that soulmate, that. Connection. And it doesn't have to be sexualized. It doesn't have right. to be all this. But it's like they're your partner in crime. They're your go to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And Ava at one point was like, "I feel like I'm doing so much more, and I want to send my energy. I feel like if Mom can have hordes of spirits, why can't I get some little spirits around here yep. to do my bidding?" And that bitch came out with these fucking little weird creatures.
0: They are very weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what part of the underworld she snatched him from.
0: I, it almost looked like something at a cartoon network. It was fucking Right, but wild. then it's like,
1: <laughs> but, like, I don't even know if she fucking created that. Like, she yeah. might have just manifested them, but she probably was like, okay. But then I've also got the feeling from when she's tried to clear out a negative energy, instead of destroy it or consume it, it's like, what if I put you to work? Yeah. And so it's kind of like, especially with lower spirits, I'm sure she negotiates with spirits on her level and higher up, mm. like, And deities and stuff. But as far as, like, lower spirits and, like, thought forms and things like that, like, um, she's consumed them sometimes. She's, like, sent them off to do things. If I'm clearing off negative energy of you that somebody's put on you and it feels like a hex or a curse, she would take that and say, well, there's somebody that we want to give bad energy to. I'll convince them it's a better
2: Mm -hmm. idea to
1: go over there or I'll just make them do it. Because those aren't really spirits with certain mind forms. They've become this, like, negative like form yeah. this thing um, like a psychic energy that leeches off. Like they're parasitic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you could destroy them, but it's like, also I'm going to stick them on somebody else. <laughs> so like, <clears throat> we'll get into that more That like working and like the different things you're familiar could do as far as like carrying spells, protecting you when you astral travel, um, helping you interpret dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk more about like having an offerings for them, setting up an altar space, You doing bridges, um, the summoning is hard because there's so many different ways. And so try them all, try what feels your gut. If it says I should meditate, or maybe I should call out and go to sleep and see if they come in a dream. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you need to light a candle, go outside and whisper, I would like a familiar, like be direct. Like, don't say, is there anybody who wants to talk? Say, I, hello,
2: hello. I want a familiar
1: (laughs) I know there's somebody out here that wants a witch to work with. Yeah. Like, because it's that kind of relationship, like, it's not like oh, you mysteriously have to find your familiar under a rock, like if, <laughs> if but if there's, like, Hecate, like I think has, is responsible for why I did not hear from Ava for two years. Hmm. Um, And Ava believes that that's why she didn't, wasn't around for two years, so. Yeah. I mean, I'm not there to argue. Obviously it was in our both of our best interests. It sucked, but like Hecate's not here to fucking make your life easy. She's here to push you down the path yeah. of where you're supposed to be fucking going.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: remember getting this like uh, vision of like once Ava got back and more like solidified, and our relationship kind of was like, I feel like we're really back on the same page again. It was kind of like, all right, you two have fucking work to do. Use the benefit of both worlds that you can. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that the podcast popped up, and then it happened that. We were doing investigations and different stuff like that. So it's like,
2: yeah, I don't know.
1: Uh, basically what I'm saying is like, I don't, I never had to summon one. I had to find her again. Um, so it helps to research, but like when you want to leave offerings and stuff, which we can get into working, leave your gut instinct. Once you start working with one, mm-hmm. they'll probably be like, actually, I would prefer this, but like try alcohol, try tobacco, try mm-hmm. candles. Don't be trying blood right away. Until you build a relationship with that familiar.
0: Yeah. The blood, hair, that's a tag lock. Maybe leave that for when things are a little bit more intimate.
1: So I, like, I am a hundred percent down with giving Ava my blood because I've had no reason not to trust her Mm. after all this time, but you have to build that relationship. Right. It's like, dear, are you going to give a house key to just anybody? No. No. You want to learn and trend (laughs) And when you give something like that your blood, like, you're pretty much saying, like, here you go. Yeah. And... A good familiar, a legit one that wants to work with you, um, whether you have a soul contract bond previously, or this is the first life you're meeting and you're going to start a new one, Mm -hmm. they are not going to expect a blood sacrifice from somebody that doesn't know them. Right. Like, if you feel like this thing is like, give me your blood, like, it's probably wanting to attach to you in a parasitic way. Mm -hmm. You don't want that. Um, You don't want like a tapeworm familiar. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Google it. There's guided meditations on YouTube. you can search like finding your s- spirit guide finding your sometimes those are used interchangeable, and like somebody like my mom, who's like, "Oh, I feel like I have this guardian angel when she describes it that it's this personality and all that I'm like, okay, guardian angel to somebody is somebody else is familiar. familiar, and if you're starting to work with new relationships with other deities and stuff, like maybe it's not the right time. I don't know. I can't a hundred percent tell you this is the guaranteed way to get a familiar because everybody's going to be different. Right. Your familiar might show up as an animal. Your familiar might be a plant. Um, it might be something that you never really see other than like a voice. It might be something you physically see. There's certain ways to try and go about it, but there's, there's no right set concrete way. Like most of witchcraft.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so if you work with a deity, you can start there, petition them. If you don't, and you're more of an animist, Go outside to your favorite spot meditate Mm -hmm. ask for a familiar say i'm a witch i'm just a witch in front of a (laughs) um (laughs) and just be like legit like i want to work with somebody and i need i want a spirit because some people say you can't get anything done with witchcraft unless you work with spirits like it's just always been that way
2: yeah
1: um and this is the way isn't
2: that what this is the way yeah um
1: (laughs) So if you're a witch, you're already working with spirits. If you've done magic, you're already working with spirits in some shape or form.
0: Yeah. Um, And with me as an animist too, even if you're not technically, you know, reaching out and looking for spirits of a place, you are probably still working with spirits because you're working with the spirits of the plants that are in your incense. You are working with, you know, um, the spirits of the stones that you're using, Right. you know, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So they're out there somewhere. Yeah. Um and like I said it it might not be some some of you might have a spirit that's been waiting in the shadows just to work with you up front. Some might you might have to meet somebody completely new. It's a mutual relationship. You have to offer them something for them to want to build that relationship with you. They're not your servitor. No. That's another thing is like some of these books especially when you start talking about chaos magic really blur the line between fetch, servitor and familiar. Yeah. If you Do you think I'm going to fucking tell Ava what to do? No. Um,
0: You ask nicely and give her something delicious. Chocolate, blood,
1: dark chocolate. Alcohol. And she'll be like, well, what's in it for me? Yeah. That's the thing is like, you wouldn't do that with a friend. You wouldn't demand them help you. Like, again, like we talked about in the spirit. I want to mail this package. I could go across town, but it would be easier to hand it off to this friend who can fly. I don't fucking know. Yeah. And so I'm going to ha- I'm gonna give them, like, money. Your friend's
0: going downtown to the, you know, right. Hardee's to go get themselves a snack. They're going to pass the post office on the way. Hey, would you take this? Right. And
1: yeah. so I don't do any spells anymore without having her carry it. Because that's just what a witch in a familiar relationship does. And it doesn't mean you have to have them carry it. But, like, it's consistent. It get- Shit gets done when she does it. So, yeah. like, why wouldn't I? And sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I don't have that ability. But, like... Like I'm not competent because I feel like she does everything, but then then I realize, okay, well, there's that symbiotic relationship where she's not she can't do all that she does without my energy and time, like I'm almost a battery at times for her, yeah, so it's not like she's not getting anything out of it, and so again, that's how you want to approach it. Don't be like I want a guide, like you're not looking for a guide, you're mm-hmm. looking for a partner Mm -hmm. um whether that's a partner in crime whether (laughs) whether that's a partner for like magical work whether it's somebody to help with dream work or astral Mm -hmm. travel um and you might never see or hear them other than dreams like i guess i don't know i'm like everybody's gonna be different yeah Um, that's true i wanted to do this one as kind of like what to expect of a familiar how to approach it and tips and tricks on how to like contact them but there's no set way again it's not like like that's the best i can do that's the best i can say like, yeah
0: and i mean if you want if you're uncomfortable just you know going out there and using you know your own personal gnosis and words you know right. there are spells out there Kelden has one in his book yeah um so right. if you're uncomfortable with that you and if, if it doesn't
1: if that yeah. doesn't work for you try. try something
0: else yeah yeah
1: it's just there's so many different aspects and like i said don't think that It has to be one way or the other.
0: You got it. You got to yeah. do the work yourself. I mean, yeah, there's a lot and of I, things
1: that that's, that's mean. kind of like where the 101 stops. Is like now yeah. we've gotten to the point of like, I can tell you how to work with how I work with Ava and what she does. We'll do a giveaway. Uh, one lucky winner, Ava will give you one of her little critters. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, she'll send you one of her little like <laughs> minions. Um, I think that's a good place to like stop now. It's so much information and there's so many variants, yeah, but please, you to. Please, if you re- are serious about this, if because this is not something like, I don't know if we were clear about it, but this is not something you just like, oh, I want to meet a new friend to hang out with on the weekend. Like you're entering a relationship with an entity that has yeah. its own will, has its mm-hmm. own thoughts and desires and wants out of the relationship and you're entering what you want. It's kind of like if you really want to build that relationship, you have to build it. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be like, man, i I want a cat that does that. I want to talk in Salem. Um, <laughs> it's like, you're not just going to be able to get it, but don't be asking for shit if you're not going to keep up with, because they'll leave. I mean, they'll just bail. They'll be like, this bitch ain't serious. Yeah. I'm not going to stick around. I think it's reasonable as far as I've seen for everybody. Sometimes it happens without their knowledge and they're like, oh shit, I did have a familiar this whole time. It's this, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like I said, if you guys work with familiars um that aren't just pets, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I mean that are more than pets. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't call us and be like, my goldfish has always been my familiar. Does that goldfish like talk to you in your dreams?
0: (laughs) I mean maybe.
1: And a fish could I mean all these things could be familiars.
0: Oh,
1: absolutely. Um and maybe you have a pet and your familiar decides, well, okay, well I'm gonna use that pet sometimes as like a vessel you don't have to be a medium or a psychic to feel and see spirits like Mm -hmm. they'll let you know they'll come in a dream like
0: a lot of it is personal gnosis if you
1: would yeah if you really if you really want to start on this journey before this part two comes out which i think you should if you're Mm -hmm. serious about this and you want to start working before we start telling you about how to work with them like start now you know when the time is right reach out um What were we talking about? Like getting Chupacabra familiars or something? (laughs) Wendigo familiars. But like, um, just start there. There's plenty of resources. I'll put links in on Patreon. Um, Matt's got a couple links in there for Puck's sake. I've got the book titles and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're really good reads and they'll get you primed for setting out. But don't expect it to give you a cut and dry like way to get them.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, The Witch is Familiar by Raven Grimasi is probably the one i recommend the most mm-hmm. so familiar spirits by donald tyson is the other one uh the witch's book of spirits by devin hunter mm-hmm. has a section in there about familiars i like devin's viewpoint on that mm-hmm. i've said before i like matt's viewpoint you like Keldon's, check mm-hmm. out Keldon's book the crooked path um robin artisan has that i linked that one where he talks to matt about
0: Yes. familiars uh he's a wonderful author as well that you should check right. out i don't think he has anything on familiars specifically but he's got uh one book uh letters from the devil's Horse." that i i feel like it's adore.
1: it's weaved in his work yeah but if you're one of, if you want to work with the horned one and you would like mm-hmm. to petition the horned one i feel like his resources should be something to look into
0: Definitely.
1: um and
0: and probably Jem gary too
1: yes 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 yeah she, and I'm not as familiar with her works, but I guarantee there's probably mention of working with spirits in the familiar type capacity.
0: I'm sure, yeah. Um,
1: because this isn't just, oh, this is a cute, like, cat in a witch hat. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, these these are legit entities that you're working with. So,
2: yeah.
1: um, and you shouldn't be scared of them. But also, that's what you're putting at. It's not like... Wish- there's a
0: sense of gravity to it that it needs to be respected. That you demands should, to be respected. right?
1: Take it serious, because you'll attract something. And I mean, it doesn't mean that it won't be all in good fun. I mean, Ava has a good sense of humor, um, <laughs> <laughs> but she's also very, she can be very scary. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, report back. If you already have something that you're working with uh, and you want to share your story, let us know. We're not going to go ahead and record the bonus yet, but maybe if we have some stories that people don't mind us sharing, we'll share. Yeah. I'm sure I could come up with some anecdotes um Ava probably will have, I mean, she's here, but she'll probably have more of a say in the next <laughs> one. Like she'll break it down. She's like, yeah, you can talk about the history, but like, I'm going to make sure you fuckers know how to work with these, with, <laughs> with these, uh, things. So yeah. Yeah. Get to calling, um, and let it report back. Let us know. Yeah. Tell us.
2: We want to hear. Tell
1: us what you think and felt <laughs> and saw. Um, you can find us on Instagram mm-hmm. at, uh, cursed Cast.
0: Is it CurseCast or Curse Podcast? I don't even know. I don't
1: know. Just search Curse Podcast on Instagram. That's what it is. Yeah. On Twitter, where Podcast underscore cursed. Yes. Because Curse Podcast was taken by a lesser entity. <laughs> by so, I don't even think it's active. I don't fucking know.
0: I don't think they're um, active, no.
1: But anyway, um, you can find us on all of the platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would like to donate to our Patreon to us or to us donating June, you can still do that. So there's a few more days but um we're going to donate all those proceeds to um uh, unless they're fully funded we're still planning on doing local bail funds cuz I don't think that can get fully funded right now. Um
0: Yeah, considering some of the things that have happened especially in Charlotte itself yeah. with the bail funds and the jail support and everything there.
1: So we want yeah. to we want to split it between that and the um homeless trans women fund. Out of Atlanta, yes. Um, and that's been gaining more traction. So if that's full, if you have suggest, like, obviously we want to help, and these are very important things to us. There's so many options to give to, but we're very aware that if something is fully funded or overfunded, that those resources should be diverted to somebody who needs it more. So yes. it being Pride Month and with everything else going on, it's uh, Gay wrath Month.
0: Yes. It's,
2: um,
1: <laughs> but uh, so intense. <laughs> But, like, that is very, like, important to us, is, like, to not forget, like, that there's a disproportionate rate of murder and abuse and attacks on trans mm-hmm. women of color. Yes. Um, any trans people of color. Yeah. But it's, like, you know, when yeah. you support your community and your family and, you're, like, you have to bring everybody with you. It's not just... Yeah, You can't just say, oh, yeah, I'm all for it. But, like, it means everybody. So um, more than we thought we were going to get. So mm-hmm. we thank you guys for donating. We're doing some of our personal into it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it'll be from the Cursed Coven. But also definitely feel free to donate yourself. Yeah. Just directly. Um, don't wait. Do it now. And yeah. the only reason we're waiting is because we didn't want somebody to throw in and want it to go to there and us, like, miss it when it takes out next I don't know. Patreon's very hard to follow sometimes on how it pulls out funds.
0: A little bit, yeah. Uh,
1: funds um, Because we're behind with being sick and stuff, um, you'll get a message from Cricket about the tarot.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, June, May and June have been kind of uh, a giant clusterfuck for both Bones and I. Uh-huh. Um, I did not have the Rona, but I had a whole bunch of personal shit going on uh, that is still very much in the air that I'm trying to get under control. And unfortunately.
1: So. I mean, not to make excuses, but you can't give readings if you don't have the energy yeah. to do it.
0: And, and all I, of my energy has been And the
1: other day, tomorrow, T- Tamara, <laughs> Tamara did herself a read and she did like one three card read for herself. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, I don't know how Cricket does this. I'm like, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to bed. She was like, I am so drained. And I was you- like, Cricket doesn't give herself enough credit for the energy expenditures <laughs> that she does when she reads for Everybody, so, we know you guys understand, but, like...
0: You you build up a tolerance. Yeah. You build up a tolerance. (laughs) Um, It's like a muscle. You gotta work it, and you get stronger and stronger. But
1: on on Cricket's behalf, like, we like to offer these things as a thank you. (laughs) We appreciate the support. We hate falling behind on, like, the decals because I was sick. But, like, we know you appreciate Cricket and what she does, but it takes a lot of energy. And, I mean, she's not gonna half-ass it ever. And you guys don't want it half-assed. So, you'll get an extra card right in july like yeah a two card
0: i'll do reading. a two card in july uh which if, if you have gotten readings from me before you know sometimes there's jumpers and i have to read those too so it'll be a definite two <laughs> card and then if another jumper comes out it'll be a three card and we'll just go based on whatever the fuck my deck is
2: doing <laughs> right
1: and then so. um you're gonna be out of town for a week
2: yeah, come Sunday. Yeah,
1: you're gonna go hang out with the Jersey Devil. I no, am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've been invited to Jersey Devil and Captain Kids' um,
0: <laughs> beachside wedding. Beachside
1: we wedding. <laughs> oh, God, so beautiful. It's so cute. Uh, who's gonna carry Captain Kid's head?
0: <laughs> uh, Why do you think they invited me?
1: <laughs> nice. Do you this Captain Kid's head take this Jersey Devil? Um, <laughs> No, it'll be, it'll be fun. So, yes. um, I have been like, if you can <clears throat> drive through the Pine Barrens <laughs> just a little bit. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to see what I can do. I'm going to see what right. I can do.
1: But that'll be fun. We have an investigation coming up Saturday night. Yay! Um, we're going to hang out with Caps at a meetup they're doing.
2: Yep.
1: Um, so if we get some good shit on that, we'll be doing an episode on it. If mm-hmm. not, it'll get an honorable mention. Um, <laughs> but I have a new, like, full spectrum camera I want to play with. Yeah. Um. And we'll make sure if Clayton is able to come, his camera has a SD card in it. Um, So anyway, we look forward to that. So we've got stuff coming up. We're not sleeping on the summer. Maybe the next episode will be a live stream. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Wait, like any good Ouija board session. (laughs) Oh God, I can't do it. No. um, (laughs)
0: We're going to write this shit down.
1: Right. Um, Like any good Ouija board session, we are now saying goodbye Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Cursed is a bi-weekly podcast produced by Bones McWilliams and Cricket Word. Editing by Bones McWilliams. The theme for Cursed is Voice of the Trees by Sun and Moon Dance. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube, or at sunandmoondance.bandcamp.com. Follow Cursed on Instagram, Twitter, and become a patron at patreon.com slash cursedcast. We'll we'll do it maybe we should actually have a
1: ouija board session during all of this and we'll actually Whoa. make it goodbye and then like the little things we pick up during hex files it'll be like it'll just be like backwards like fucking demon talk
0: dude i'm so into that <laughs> right.
1: it's like what was up with your episode like you guys um were speaking latin what was that i don't know <laughs> yeah no it's
2: fine right
1: and then we'll close the session and it'll get all quiet and weird um